from whatever place that you're joining us this Friday. Welcome to this Friday episode where our focus is on mental health. I am your host Simiu Nelenya and this is Sim Radio. Mental disorders are both common and disabling worldwide. They affect beliefs, emotional identity, relationships in such a way as to impact upon every essence of human experience. They are associated with stigma and prejudice and they disappropriately affect those who are poor and those who belong to marginalized groups within society. Increasing attention has been given in recent years to the importance of spirituality for mental health. But in research, it is impossible to distinguish between spirituality and physiological variables that it purports to influence. Those things are identified as being the concerns of mental health professionals overlap significantly with the concerns of religion. It is proposed that Jesus' teaching on the kingdom of God was centrally concerned with things that were now considered to be the domain of mental health. For Christians, mental health may be understood as the ability to fulfill vocation within the kingdom of God. Does mental health matter within the kingdom of God? Today I am joined with a sister in Christ, Lisa Marie, as she narrates the struggle that she underwent through to a point of almost denouncing her faith in Christ. Here is her story. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad uh, to be here and to share my experience regarding mental illness. My name is Lisa Marie. My uh, story on my battle with mental health started some time back. As I can recall, after I finished my high school, that is Form 4, so we stayed at home for some time. I started having flashbacks, I started having nightmares, I couldn't sleep well. And then after some time, I ran away from home and I went to my grandmother's place. Uh, staying there for some time, so I ran away again to another person's home. Actually, I had ran away and I started walking on the road, Nikatembea, Nikatembea. Then uh, I met I met her. She was a really she was a neighbor and she was also my friend. So she had had a conversation with my grandmother. We were fighting and I was shouting and we were exchanging words. So she talked and then we went back to her place. And then after some time, I guess she noted that things were not all right. So what she did, decided that it's not right that I'm staying there and yet uh, my guardians do not know. So that's why she called my guardian and uh, they came. So uh, they talked to me and I wasn't seeing like there was any problem. So she was like, I think we need to go to a doctor. I think we need to go to the hospital. She was not really a friend. She was mostly a neighbor because we were not really close. We were not really close. She just saw me on the way and she recalled that she had me exchanging words with my grandmother in the morning. So she saw it right. It's not right for her to keep me there and yet no one knows where I am. No one is aware of my whereabouts. So um, she came 
So she called my aunt, my aunt came. So I was told, I think we need to see a doctor. I think she had experience with people dealing with mental health because um, in my family, we have, let me, let me say that issue. Uh, we have some of us have struggled with the same. So we went to the hospital, there are these doctors, Nafungulua file, then I went to the doctor, then I'm like, yes, I'm here. And then we talk. Now I think there's a way they diagnose. So at that time, I was diagnosed with, actually I first suffered from PTSD. It's called post-traumatic stress disorder. So that's when I actually discovered I'm sick from that uh, so um and i can say that the the whole thing and the whole trauma started because i had not i had unresolved grief in my heart i had lost my mother while in form one and i was new to high school everything is new and she just passed away i could not recover from that uh, considering that she was the only person i had i can say that she was the only family that i had back in front no sisters nothing so for me it caught me as a shock and i couldn't believe it i think for some time it was just inside of me and i suffered from it for a long time and i couldn't recover from that grief so now um uh now after now finishing high school is when I started realizing that I have triggers. I have triggers, and that's when the unresolved grief now started manifesting itself from um, the outside. Uh, and majorly, I started having flashbacks. I started seeing images of her. I started having dreams. I started experiencing nightmares. I could not sleep. It was a hard journey. And that, that was when I was diagnosed with PTSD. I was put under therapy. I could go there, like, they would give me dates. Um, mostly in a session of, like, two to three weeks, I will go back. Uh, there is a therapy, there is a way they do the therapy. And I was also put under medication, antidepressants. I, it was a crisis. Uh, because I, I could not understand so many things. I isolated myself. I never wanted anything to do with anyone. I just wanted to be alone because I, I could see like I'm different from the others. I could look at my friends and be like, am I different? I have, I have really struggled. I have prayed. I have ran this. I could say like I had worked right and my relationship with God, I think I had really invested in my relationship with God. So I was wondering, am I different? I was questioning, I was actually questioning my faith and saying, am I not strong enough? Am I not supposed to be strong enough? Yeah, I was really, I was disturbed. I could denounce my faith. <laughs> like, in fact, <laughs> not Kimaya. In fact, I remember there was a time. Actually, I was so angry because I I had a relapse after in my when I got into university. I had a situation in my second year, so I had a relapse. And this time, when I got the relapse, I had depression. So when getting now into it, the second time was like, now no, God doesn't. So um, at that time. 
I could not believe it. And actually, there was a time I was so angry that I posted, I'm like, I'm an artist. <laughs> Even in my, like, in my what about, in WhatsApp, I was so angry at God. I posted, I'm an artist. I didn't want anything actually to do with God. But still, I could not, if it's on a Sunday or if I, I want to go, if there's a fellowship, I could not stay at home. Like, I would feel I just want to go. Even if I'm angry, that's the, feel, that's the place I feel I'm comfortable. Yes, there was, they were actually concerned. I got some critics and also others were concerned. They used to text me, they used to call me, but I didn't want anything to do with anyone. Yeah. I could just keep quiet and stay in my room. That is my hostel at school. And I didn't want anything. I could not even eat. I could not sleep. My house was in a mess, like everything was different. Actually, my friends were very concerned about me. They would come see me, they would try to say hi to me, but I didn't want anything to do with anyone. Most of the time, I would lock myself up in the room and just cry, stay there. I'm not eating, I'm not doing anything. I'm just staying there, I'm in the corner, stranded. I don't want anything or anyone. I, I lock myself up in the room with a padlock. Nazima stima, kitanda. Yes, I've actually attempted suicide, not once, not twice, not thrice. Not just when I'm in campus, it started when I'm in high school because my journey with mental health started there. I started experiencing mental issues in high school, but they were only discovered after I finished high school because that's the time now I was at home for long enough so that they could observe me and notice that I'm different. Yeah, more than two times, more than three times. Actually, um, I was shocked <laughs> many times when I, I I tried to commit suicide because most of the time I could overdose because I don't know, I wanted the pain of <laughs> so most of the time I would overdose. So actually, when I would take those pills, I would be healthier, honestly. Yeah. Like I would be healthier, I would be strong, stronger than I was, so I'm not working at all. I would still attempt, I would still be sad and still go to church, still encourage people. Yeah, encourage people when I'm still suffering, when I'm still in pain. Because for me, I like laughing, I like laughing a lot, so I'd laugh at any joke, I'd laugh at anything and it doesn't mean that when I'm laughing, I just naturally like laughing not that i'm I, I, I can be like i'm not necessarily happy but i just like laughing so no one could notice i was just happy i was doing my duties i was still going to class i was still doing everything normally so no none could notice that i was not okay, okay. so um i reached a point of breakdown i could no longer pretend that i'm fine and also my neighbor was very supportive my neighbor was very supportive. She would come check, check up on me, although I don't want anything to do with her. So it reached a point that I could not even, like, I could not study because I started experiencing headaches. And uh, uh, as a result of even uh, depression, I even got H. pylori. So it, I reached a point of breakdown and I could not read. So I had to just, I got tired. I called my aunt, I said, <laughs> the next day I packed my things, I went home. So I just stayed like that. I was so I was in so much pain because I have not done my exam and everybody else is at school. So again I was questioning my faith and I was looking at people and I'm like, 
am I the one who is not strong enough? Am I too weak? Or is my faith not reaching the standards that God expects from me? So at that time is when like I decided, I had a doctor. So I decided, let me just go to the doctor. <laughs> I made that personal choice, let me go to the doctor. So I went once, I came back and then I was like, so at that time, there was a certain time now I had reached the maximum. So I had decided now the choice that is left because therapy, I decided yeah. depressants are not really helping me. So I knew like my grandmother is, is usually under medication. So I knew she has a lot of medicine. So I went to her bag. I took all the medicine, but she noticed what I was doing. So she called my aunt and then we went to hospital. But then again, I could not speak out because I knew the problem that I have. They cannot find a solution to it because I've talked to doctors. Like I've talked to real doctors, professional ones who are on the top rank. So I, I went and now I decided it just went on like that. But then I think there was a point it just reached and I had to sit down and ask myself, is this the kind of life that I want? Do I want to live in despair? Is this the, is this the kind of life that I really desire for myself? Yeah, it was a personal decision. Yes, there is hope. Um, what I usually tell people is, like, take care of yourself if you're undergoing depression and then uh, speak it out tell someone because i think for me uh what really made me struggle so much is because i isolated myself and i never wanted to speak to anyone so i believe that god has given us people around us even if it's one person that cares so speak to someone speak to someone uh who is trustworthy because again there's a lot of stigma surrounding mental health and mental illnesses so speak to someone i think that's that's the major point that i can say that's really what helps someone that is undergoing a mental illness. Okay, I'd like uh, to tell people that mental illness is an illness just like any other. And even most of the time it is worse because you can be sick physically, but you're strong enough in your mind. You're like, I can get through this. But mental illness, it affects every sphere of your life. It makes you physically physically weak and sick it affects everything in your life so let us take mental health as a serious thing it is something that anyone can go through and the stigma surrounding it let's stop the stigma surrounding it and then i would like to emphasize on taking care of oneself because mental illness can catch anyone so let's learn to take care of ourselves let's learn to eat well let's learn to sleep well to exercise these are some of the things that people take take like they, they take for granted for me like there was once i listened to joyce Meyer, and then she was talking about don't say you have a mental health and you want to get out of it and you're like you're just only praying about it you see there are things that you have to practice you have to be intentional about about your mental health you have to be intentional about eating well about sleeping well about leisure activities about taking a break the story of lisa is just but a sample of what many christians they undergo at this moment many have decided to go silent on the same not knowing where to start today i encourage you to seek help read the word of god listen to god and things will be well it is okay not to be okay in john chapter 14 verse 27 
The words say, peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither it be afraid. Never be in a hurry, do everything quietly, and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything, whatsoever, even if your whole world seems upset. Have a peaceful time. See you next time during our next episode.